You're listening to a developer experience podcast, a podcast about the experience of being a developer or really any person in tech. In this episode, I talk to my friend Pavlos Vinieratos. We try to figure out how many keys are on a keyboard. We talk about finding the line between tolerable manual repetition and something that needs to be automated immediately. And then we discuss dark and light mode switchers and why they can't read Pavlos's mind. Thanks for listening. So I guess, Pavlos, would you maybe want to tell me a little bit about yourself? Yes. Hello, Steve. Um, so yeah, I'm <laughs> Pavlos. I'm, uh, I'm from Greece. I'm a developer. Um, I've been doing mobile development for the last, I don't know, seven years or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly React Native. Um, I studied programming and, uh, um, yeah, and then just kind of continued on, on that path. Yeah, and uh, yeah, now we, we work together, we work at Arxi, um, yeah, and I'm... Um, and I did get to meet you in person twice. Yes, uh, which was really in nice. 2021, which was, both times were a surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but both times were awesome. Yeah, totally, I agree. Uh, cool, so maybe we can just jump into the kinds of tools and things that help you get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I I thought about this a little bit, and after listing all of my all of my stuff, so I tried to. <laughs> and it was a large list. Yeah, it was. I tried <laughs> to pay attention to what I use when I work for the last week or so, and then um, kind of make a big list of all of them, um, put them in order, um, and I have. So I have a list for the main ones, I guess, uh, and it's definitely my keyboard. <laughs> I feel like this is <laughs> the top the top tool for me. Um, yeah, I have um, I use Things the Things app for having you know a to do list. Basically, I find that this is necessary for me, um, and then I have a couple others that are not super important, but I definitely need them or use them a lot, which is um, you know a good calendar app which for me, I use Fantastical, um, an easy way to switch to dark mode and light mode, um, surprisingly. So yeah, I use one that's called Night Owl. <laughs> <laughs> and then as long as I have an editor with some key, some Vim keys, um, I'm good to go. Have you have you used Vim a lot in the past or is, are you just familiar with yeah. key bindings? Yeah, I've used the key bindings most of, the last, I don't know, 15 years, I have tried to use Vim by itself, but uh, it never stuck. I always find that <laughs> the keys are, the, the, the key bindings are the things I need. Um, the actual application, I don't really mind as long as they have keys. Right. And is the is the important thing for you that like you're getting your hands off of your mouse and keeping them on the keyboard? Is that why they're important? Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I definitely haven't mastered yet, but uh, at least while editing, that's the thing that I do. Um, sure. But yeah, maybe we can talk about it uh, on a later question. My mouse usage is not as low as I would like it to be. <laughs> yeah, we'll certainly circle around to that. Um, before we do, though, do you think you could maybe tell me a little bit about your keyboard? That was the first thing you mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I have a... Um, a mechanical keyboard, the custom one that I built. Um, when I was thinking back to it, um, it was one of those things that 
it was just a completely random trial. <laughs> I saw a cool keyboard that was split. I thought, let's try it. I tried it, I loved it, and then I just uh, stuck with it. Um, mm -hmm. And from then I have changed maybe like four keyboards, all similar, but all different in specific ways. And I feel like now I have arrived in the one I like. So mine is, <laughs> um, I guess I can describe it. Um, it's a split one, so it's two parts, um, the left one and the right one. They are basically this like a mirrored image of one another. Um, mm -hmm. They are, I guess, 40%, which means I have, you know, Q, W, E, R, the QWERTY part, and mm -hmm. then a couple more extra thumb keys, and then that's it. So I don't have like an F key um, row, and I don't have a, a number row, that kind of stuff. So it's pretty small and minimal. And sure. it's also, um, a, um, how do you call this? Like a short travel. Um, so they use, yep. you know, the closest I could get to a laptop's keyboard, basically. Um, and then, of course, that's the physical part. But then on top of it, it's the layout that I use, which is very personal, I guess. I, I've made it my own through the last uh, four or five <laughs> years, and uh, I feel very comfortable with it. Um, yeah, and it's definitely, I definitely notice it when I don't have it. Um, sure. Trying to work. Yeah, trying to work for a week, you know, without it, I definitely feel it. And when I go back, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I need this with me. <laughs> Do you find yourself just like hitting keys that should be doing something different and you end up with like um, slashes all over the code? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I don't. I, I, it's pretty easy for me to switch to, you know, like my laptop's keyboard. Sure. But I definitely, whenever I need to, you know, put the volume up or put the parentheses or whatever. <laughs> sure. I know where the other one is, but I hate where it is, you know? <laughs> so I like it where mad. it is in my keyboard. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't actually know much about keyboards. Um, you said something about it being 40%. Does that mean it's like 40 out of 100% compared to the size? Or is yeah, it so, each one is 40 out of 50%? No, it's the, so the, it's the first thing you said. Yeah, the, the, so the 100% keyboard is sure. basically... I think 109 keys or something like that, which basically means the QWERTY part, the space and the, you know, shift control, all that surrounding <laughs> part, and sure. then the number keys, the F keys, and then the numpad on the side. Um, and of course the, the, the arrows. So this is kind of the a hundred percent. And yeah. then, you know, people, um, when they remove the, the, um, the numpad part, um, they call it, I think, 80% or 10 keyless. If you Got remove, it. you know, the F keys, it kind of becomes like 70 or whatever, I don't know, 65. You remove some more, it becomes a 60, remove some more, it becomes a 40. And I'm not sure if mine is 40 or 60, but something around there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to spend the rest of the conversation counting the keys on my keyboard. <laughs> uh, but, but I did, I actually did already count a little bit to find that. Um, the QWERTY part, just the QWERTY part, is was I think thirty three keys, something like that. So it's okay. not much more than that if it's like forty percent. That's pretty incredible. So mine has three rows, and then I have one, two, three, four, five, six, three rows and six columns on each side of the keyboard, which mm -hmm. means 
some math. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Six> <laughs> some six, number. 36, I guess, right? <laughs> Plus 36 extra. Um, yeah, so it's like four, 39 keys. No. Yeah. 30, 42 keys. Yeah, 42 keys. So I'm guessing close to 40%. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, yeah. It's really not that important. I just was curious. <laughs> I wanted to dig into that a little bit. Sure. Um, but I guess the question that I do have about this is, uh, like, what got you into the idea of uh, a fancy keyboard? Were there mm. ergonomic issues or anything that kind of pushed you that way? Or you just wanted to play around with some cool new hardware? Yeah, no, I definitely did not start because of issues with uh, with my hands or anything. It was just that I saw uh, the Ergodox, it was called. Um, mm -hmm. I saw it online and I thought it looked really nice and really weird because it has this ortholinear stagger, it's called. So instead of having, you know, the, the top row, the QW um, row, and the ASD <laughs> row kind of um, oh yeah yeah got it the way them. that they're aligned yeah right so so this one has the alignment on the other side and Q and A and Z are together and then yep. W and S and like whatever are X. slightly <laughs> X <laughs> are slightly different so yeah I yeah I just wanted to use that and and try and see if it's nice if it's weird if it's broken you know. Um, I ordered it um, and I had a really hard time getting used to it, uh, <laughs> but I really liked it. I saw that customizing uh, the keyboard that you use every day, basically for work and for, you know, after work um, is really important to, to me. So I thought, yeah, let's, let's stick with it. And then I just kind of kept going and going. So I tried different software, I tried different layouts, I tried different keyboards, I built a bunch of stuff. And then arrive to what I have now. Does that answer awesome. the question? <laughs> it does answer the question, and I think it calls out uh, something, a, a character or a trait of you that is definitely um, <laughs> something I've noticed, and I think is neat. And that is, you take the time to make things better uh, in whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. whether it's like the code that you're working with or it's like your personal flow. Uh, and I guess maybe. I was hoping you could talk a little bit about how you approach, how do you, how do you make yeah. that time? How do you think about it? How do you think about carving it out? How do you think about balancing it? Mm. Yeah, that's, it's a good observation, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely do try to take some time to, to make things, you know, easier for me or faster for me. Um, mm -hmm. but it's definitely not for everything. Um, yeah, so when I was, again, when I was compiling this long list of stuff I use and do, um, I noticed that for some stuff, I have, you know, little scripts and keyboard shortcuts or whatever. And then for <laughs> other things, I just do the most manual thing that takes me forever. <laughs> uh, and I feel like the division there is, um, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I feel like I have a very high tolerance of, <laughs> wasting time my own time yeah. you know? but yeah. then whenever I, I get to a point where i'm like okay this is this is taking way too long <laughs> like even even i cannot handle the you know the fact that it takes me so much time that's when i start using um yeah, <laughs> scripting it out or automating it in some way but yeah definitely it's been different for different things so for example i had um and let me know if I'm getting, you know, too no, far. No, that's right. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I used to have 
um, because I'm in Greece, but I live outside Greece and I had some army issues, blah, blah, blah. The main <laughs> thing of this was that I had to count the days that I'm in Greece. And I also had to count the days that I'm outside the UK for some like, other legal issues over there. So right. basically I needed to count days for both countries. Um, and what I ended up doing, you know, in the beginning, cause I would forget, right. I would just write <laughs> down, um, the dates on a, on a notepad <laughs> and then have like a, you know, 30 days. And then once I go some days, I would subtract, subtract some of it. And then sure. you know, next time I go, I would subtract. Um, and you know, that was okay for a while, <laughs> but that was not like, I would have to find the note and like, remember to always put it in blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, once I had the, the second country that I needed to count for, you know, with different numbers, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, this is, I needed more general solution for this. Um, and then I decided to start putting stuff on the calendar for, you know, the country that I'm in. And then if I needed, I could go back and count. Um, and that worked for a while because then I had for em from every country and not just the two. Um, and that was fine. But then again, going back to calculate did take some time whenever I needed it. So then <laughs> in the end, I ended up making a little, you know, create react app. And <laughs> that I would just feed it um, dates, start dates and end dates, and it would just calculate it by itself. Um, and I, I've been using that for a long time now. And I, I find that sometimes, you know, I use it and I, I don't trust it a hundred percent, but I, but I, but I keep convincing my sentence, like I did this and I, I know why I did this. So it must be right for that specific thing. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's the way that I optimize, I guess. <laughs> Do a little bit, see if that works. Is the lack of trust because, because it's been so long that you touched it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it could be that I was thinking something different or I had different assumptions, who knows. Right. But I, I, I hope I forgot that, you know, how many days there are in a month. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't know how to use some like library or whatever. So I, <laughs> as long as I don't change the functionality much, I guess I should trust it. You know? Yeah, for sure. That is fascinating. Um, that's a thing I've never had to even think about. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of fun to hear about. I'm sure yeah. it's like not fun for you to count, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's been a weird uh, issue to have. <laughs> um, so I think what I heard you say about how do you think about separating that time um, to like go back and refine and optimize? Uh, your answer is basically like. I don't have any sort of hard, fast rules about it. It's just kind of once the friction becomes too great, I go and fix it. Yeah, exactly. I know that okay. there's this XKCD comic about <laughs> how long it takes for something to be done and how often you do it, right? And then how long it takes yes. for you to optimize the thing or automate, I guess. Automate it, yeah. Um, and I've definitely been in both sides of the, this, you know, <laughs> spectrum or whatever. Um, definitely I've opti op optimized things or automate things that didn't really need to. Um, mm -hmm. And also the other way <laughs> where I just do the manual thing forever. Uh, and even <laughs> though it would be easy to do it, I haven't done it yet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm, I, so I'm really similar. I have a, I have a hard time 
telling you, you you could present with present me with two scenarios uh, that both seem like they're equally a pain. Uh, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you which one I will automate and which one I won't. Yeah. It's just a matter of, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I might just feel it one day yeah. to do one over the other. I would, I, I would like to be more structured about that, but also where's the fun? Yeah, no, I, I feel like we probably both have some kind of <laughs> specific room <laughs> behind this, but like we just haven't figured it out yet, you know? Yeah, exactly. It would just need more example of, uh, more examples to, to. who knows right um this is not really related it's kind of related but the there's like two things that have happened to me that are kind of similar that one of them had a profoundly different effect than the other um (laughs) so one of them is we and me and my family used to go uh to this vacation um, rental place in, um, the Northern part of Wisconsin every year and they didn't take care of it. Uh, and it kind of drove me mad. And, but like the (laughs) symbol for me was this one garbage can lid that was broken for seven straight years where I was like, that garbage can lid has been broken for seven years. You can't just go buy a new one and replace it. Um, contra and we ended up leaving that place and that was definitely for me part of the reason was the garbage can lid contrast that with like the back door of my house which is broken and like a pain to close and every day i just like open close it and don't even think about it but it wouldn't take much for me to go buy a new one and and replace it yeah Uh, instead i just like walk right past it so yeah, I yeah, I I can sympathize. I definitely understand and I get it. And yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like when it's your thing or when it's something that you're okay yeah. with your you know assumption of what you do and what others do that you yeah, use, that's very true. Kind of becomes yeah, becomes uh, hard. Yeah. Like, is there more responsibility or ownership about it or something that prompts you to fix it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I've definitely. You know, speaking more about software, I've definitely stopped using stuff because I felt uh, we're not uh, working well, even though the fix would be pretty small. But I, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if, you know, someone else asked me to do a tiny fix on one of my software things. And I would be like, eh, whatever, you know, or like I can do it <laughs> later. And then three years later, you know, it's still there. Um, yep. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Um, so that was all about your keyboard. <laughs> it wasn't really, um, but uh, some other things that you mentioned at the top that are important to you, you talked about an app named things. Mm. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. So, I mean, things is one of the many apps that uh, exist to just have a list and check things out when you do them uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, move them to later if you don't want to do them now or just delete them, right? Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've, I always I always had this issue where I just forget things I need to do um, or I just have a <laughs> bunch of things that I need to do and then I end up forgetting them again. So yeah, I, I've i been using this for a while, um, for a few years now, and it's been, it's been all right. I've mm-hmm. used different stuff before. Um, I've tried different things. Um, yeah, that's the one that it kind of stuck with me, I guess. Sure. Does it feel like yeah. it's the it's the one that's going to stick for a while longer, or do you have? Uh, are there like rough edges where you're like, eh, I might not use this anymore? Mm, yeah, 
I the current uh, thinking is that it would probably stay there for a while. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I've I've had things that I miss from it, but are not huge. I've had you know things that I thought would be great, and I tried to recreate them or build a thing for my own, but obviously that will take uh, a while. <laughs> um, and then I've had other things that were better um, for me at the time, and then for some reason or another, I had to stop using them. So then things seems to be yeah the best that I have and the best that I will have for a while. But I'm always looking, yeah, <laughs> always checking for alternatives. Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm similar where there's everything can get to about 80% of what I want it to be. And then it's a matter of <laughs> which side of that 80% do I feel right now? And is it worth mm. exploring something new? Um, in terms of it, yeah. how you use it, um, is it like a, are you in there a lot during the day? Or is it just occasionally like high level mm. things that you can't forget about that are really important you put in there? Um, I don't, I'm not in there too, too, too much in the day. So usually the, how I use it is, um, in the morning before starting with work, um, I would check what's up with the day. Um, if there are things that are pretty quick, I would do them immediately work or no work. Um, mm. and if there are things that I need to do today, but are, um, you know, for later, I usually put a reminder, um, so like a little alarm on it. Um, cause otherwise, yeah, once I close the app, usually I don't open it again until I need to add something new or until mm. I go to bed. So if I need to do something in the meantime, like in, in between, uh, you know, the morning and the night, I usually would put a, an alarm on it. Uh, and if I end up not doing some stuff, it means that they were not for today or they were not the highest priority <laughs> for, uh, for the day, you know, so, and that's fine. They will just go to another day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty different, like than how I operate with those things. Cause I basically mm. have them open all day long, uh, and okay. I'm constantly like moving things around to try to figure out what's most important to me right now. Um, not to say that that's the right thing to do. That's probably an anti-pattern quite honestly, but, do you, uh, do you use it then for, um, uh, kind of logging, I guess, what you did or know what you're doing, you know, if you had like a five minute break, mm -hmm. you can look at it and know what you were doing. Is that how you use I don't, it? I don't use it retrospectively. Um, okay. So okay. the one that I use is Todoist and mostly I use it just to help myself try to find focus and remember okay. what it is that I care the most about because mm -hmm. I tend to take like volunteer to do lots, lots of things or, um, assign myself to do things or, um, you know, with stuff even outside of work, like family things, um, like, uh, registering okay. my fifth grader for her sixth grade math class. Like we were supposed to choose which one mm -hmm. and we almost forgot to do it. Um, but okay. I remembered yesterday that we had to do it. So that went on my, to do on my to do list. Um, yeah. Okay. Because the hardest thing for me is just, remembering what it is that I, that I said that I was going to focus on. Uh, cause I could easily bounce between like seven different things right now. Mm. Um, and then, so yeah. then the other, the other part that is nice about it for me is if, if I take the time to categorize 
the things on that list in terms of the amount of time that they take, uh, which on a good day I do on a bad day, I kind of forget or kind of get self-destructive and complain about it and don't do it. Um, but on a good day when I have that stuff in there, like that's really useful for when I have five minutes in between a meeting and I'm like, I'm just going to do this one thing that is going to take me 30 seconds Mm, because I can just look right there and there it is. And I remember, uh, what it was. Um, Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I'm sure I could definitely look at it more often, but, um, yeah, I just end up forgetting. So I'm trying yeah. to not rely on it, you know, and just make it work with yeah. my memory and that's it. Yeah. yeah, no, I think, I think what you're describing actually sounds almost like, um, it might be better for focus, like to just yeah. anything that you don't remember just falls off. Um, on the other hand, I guess if you, one of the things that I do struggle with sometimes is like, I do remember all of the things and then it just becomes like those seven different things are <laughs> right. stealing 30 seconds of my time in a cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not, that's super not helpful, but um, yeah, but yeah, I think if I could approach it in the way that like, okay, I'll look at it tomorrow to see what else needs to be on this list. But right now these are the three things. And then just, those are the only three things I do. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be really helpful. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Another interesting thing about it is that even the, you know, for me to open it up in the morning and do the, you know, the, the morning uh, scan of things, I guess, um, <laughs> even that I forgot some days. Um, so I ended up putting a reminder in things, a daily <laughs> one every morning um, yep. to, to see, you know, to, to just take a look at the, the, the task list um, and just yeah. do it. And that has been really helpful because that's uh, some days I'm like, you know, there before the alarm and some days I'm uh, after uh, and that's okay. But, uh, you know, if, if I find that it works, one thing that I had to change is that I named this alarm like set day tasks or something like that. Uh, and then I was like, yeah, this, I don't like what, looking at this. So I renamed <laughs> it to, to set day achievements, you know? So I'm like, even oh, if I yeah. do one, it's an it's an achievement. It's good. Yeah, and like if that. I end up doing all of them, that's great. That is yeah. nice. I uh, um, I feel like I've heard this isn't really exactly the same thing, but I've heard people say that about passwords, um, about mm. giving themselves like really motivational and inspiring passwords. <laughs> uh, that's nice. That, so that every time they type it, they're like, "You're a champion" or whatever. <laughs> nice. Um, well, I've never heard of that. That's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, you, so you also talked about fantastical as a thing that Mm. is important is, does that fit in with your reminders that you get from things or is it different? Yeah, it's pretty different. They don't overlap. Um, maybe at all. Um, yeah, I try to keep the, the calendar stuff, um, separate and I always put stuff on the calendar when it needs to have a specific time, I guess. Um, and usually it needs a specific time and some kind of duration, you know, if it's just a task that might take a minute or 10 minutes or whatever, then you will just go to, to, um, the things. But, mm-hmm. um, if it's something that, you know, is dependent on, or like I'm meeting with other people or anything that's outside just me and my time, and then right. it goes in the calendar. So I, that I have like specific start and specific end time, I guess. Right. Like it's very time sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of them are 
you know, work stuff. Um, but yeah, every now and then something goes in there, like, you know, some, uh, meeting with some friends that I sure. need to leave early or something, you know? Do you keep those in separate? So, so like within a digital calendar, you can have multiple calendars rolled into one. Do you keep them within a separate calendar for personal versus work? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. use yeah, two. One is uh, my own like personal um, email and calendar, and then the work one. Yeah. Usually, when I need to have something <laughs> like a, a personal one that blocks work, I guess that's the only time where I can make a duplicate and you know move it on the the work one so that people can't book me for a meeting or something yes. for the half hour. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Usually, like it's very rare. I'm sure that there's something that does that, that basically like copies <laughs> yeah. it over from one calendar to the other and marks it private and mm. blocks your time. Um, but that would be a huge help for me. I, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. just take a look right now. Does that happen often then? Uh, oh, yeah. But it's it's mostly <laughs> because like, I'm, I, so I'm going to tell you, I have right now one, mm. two, three, four, five, five calendars that I subscribe to. And actually one of those gets, could be split into two. So six. Wow. Um, okay. So, so my calendar right now, I'm looking at it. It's got green blocks, yellow blocks, black blocks, white blocks, orange blocks. Um, and I think <laughs> Does it have it. any like transparent <laughs> blocks or is it all full, fully booked? It, is, it doesn't have, yeah. there's like no gaps. Okay. Uh, there are some gaps, but. Um, yeah. yeah. But definitely. But so, like, I have to manage all yeah. that and know what's coming from where. And it'd be nice to mm. just have it all rolled up. Like, I have it all rolled up into my Google Calendar uh, mm. for my Artsy account. But it'd be nice to actually like move some of those over without me having to go do it. Because the amount of times I get something scheduled during my the time that I pick my kids up from school because I didn't copy it over to the right, calendar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like three times a week. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I definitely use this like you know once every two weeks or something so it's literally nothing <laughs> for different. me to do but yeah, uh, yeah for you it, i'm sure there is some kind of scripting situation to do <laughs> yeah wow okay um all right what's up with dark and light mode you mentioned you like to be able to switch yeah so i mean i guess it's kind of a personal um issue that i have that my <laughs> phone and my laptop don't do the right thing for me automatically, <laughs> which means, you know, the, I don't know, the, the time or the light sensor or something is not correct every time. So I just yeah. need something that, you know, with one click, I can just switch, you know? Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I have just disabled all automatic things uh, since they have all <laughs> failed me every time I try. Um, like they either wait too long or they start too early. Um, so yeah, I just have um, a nice application that you just right click on the status icon and it just boom, everything swaps. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, the only thing that I have not um, switching automatically is my my terminal that I am trying to find like a weekend to automate that as well. But um, yeah, I mean, it's e easy enough to just swap it uh, after the one click to the app. Yeah. <laughs> sure. If it was two clicks, <laughs> it would have been automated a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, so the right thing for you is everything's in dark mode when the mm. sun is down and everything is in light mode when the sun is up. Is that accurate? No, for me, no. the right thing is, I mean, I guess that's kind of the problem. Like it's whenever I feel like I need <laughs> yeah. dark mode. Or yeah, light mode. for sure. So I have been in, you know, the night, but somewhere with a lot of lights and light mode makes sense, you know, but then there's other been other times where I just look at a huge screen of just text and I'm like, I need like to see this in dark mode, uh, yeah. even though it's like sun outside. So I just swap over there. So it's not standard and yeah. 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 Definitely okay. depends on the time and, uh, and the way I feel with, you know, the colors at, <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Well, I can definitely see how no product would be able to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it makes sense. And that's why, you know, if it's going to be manual, it might as well be the easiest way yeah. it can be. Yeah, and fully manual. Yeah, yeah. And then I have everything hooked up to that one thing. So, you know, my my like terminal, yeah, not yet, but it has two themes. My editor has two themes, like for Firefox and all that stuff I have extensions that just hook into this one thing and then you know i click the button everything just swaps to, to dark mode so that's nice i like it i definitely had try tried to automate this with my own script uh on you know in the early days of dark mode where things were not um easy to to hook into the system dark mode um, yeah and it did work for a while but then things just kind of became you know, update uh, and it worked. So I was like, okay, I don't need this anymore. Easy yeah. enough. Yep. Sunset it. Um, so you, you said that the terminal light or light slash dark mode switching is mm -hmm. one thing you're looking to change soon. Are there any yeah. other like uh, tools or practices or systems or anything that you're looking to change soon um, with a weekend mm -hmm. full of time? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I feel like the the things that I have been trying to find time to play around with is, I mean, yeah, one is a, a terminal for dark mode, um, like automatic dark mode. The other one is, yeah, like we said, kind of stop using my mouse as much. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I find that I do that. that mostly for like window management. <laughs> which mm -hmm. I hate <laughs> um, and I have tried stuff, but I, it's just, I, nothing stuck with me. So, but I want to keep trying, you know, until something mm -hmm. uh, works. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of the main thing. And the other thing is I do want to try and have a, some kind of log, I guess, of what I do or, mm -hmm. um, um, I don't know, some people call it, um, yeah, like a journal or like a, something. Um, and again, I have tried to find automatic or easy ways for this, um, but nothing has been good enough for, <laughs> for me. And sometimes I also don't even know what I need. So is this something that I need to play around and decide, I guess? Yeah. Do you do, you do anything just real basic there? Like just dumping stuff into a text file or anything or writing it down on no, paper no, no unfortunately no i i have tried 
yeah, using a, a note or a daily note or using mm -hmm. the things, you know, and looking yesterday's um, page or, you know, making a script for my Git commits from yesterday and looking at that. But like nothing, nothing has stayed with me because all of them are separate. Um, if that makes sense. So, you know, work stuff can come from Git, but also sure. from my calendar uh, and also <laughs> from my notes. And then personal stuff could be from my phone and also from my notes and from things. And I would like to have some way to just have all of them throw all of their data in one text file instead of me doing it, you know? Um, and maybe that just means that I should just have a keyboard shortcut or something to just sure. open a little texting, type something and then go away. I just haven't set something up yet like that. That's interesting. Have you been thinking about that? Yeah. Yeah. About what that like would have, look like? Yeah, I, th I think so. There was this um, uh, terminal app that's called doing um, mm. and it's basically that, you, you know, you type doing now and like a, a sentence of what you're doing yeah and then it just kind of keeps it uh, automatically in some text file blah 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 um and i i feel like if i just made this um pop up whenever i hit some you know keyboard shortcut that would be probably enough to start with you know mm -hmm. and it's yeah, it feels like an easy thing to do but i haven't done it yet so that might be a good opportunity for yeah, like one of the next weekends, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I had um, a reminder uh, in my things up for finding something out for logging. Um, so yeah, that, it, it comes up uh, cool. every few days. So it will happen. I'm sure. <laughs> do you do you just like snooze it for a few days every time it comes up? That's what I do with a lot of things that I have reminders for. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I I end up just kind of tipping away at it. So you know. Whenever yeah. I see it, I'm like, okay, let's just Google for like five minutes and see what <laughs> others are doing or if there's some cool application or whatever that's ready. Um, sure. And then after this kind of short research, I'm like, okay, in three days, you know, and then I do the same <laughs> thing until I find something or I have like three hours to do it myself, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I like that strategy of actually just like chipping away at it each time it comes up versus what I typically do is just like yeah. think about the fact that I need to do this and then just hit snooze. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is also kind of depressing at the same time because like, you know, <laughs> I, I take a look and I'm like, man, nothing is working well or yeah. I need more or I need less. And right. then I'm no like, progress okay, here. Three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still it's progress, but you know, it's yeah. still hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that, I think this is kind of the, I, I see now that earlier in the discussion, when I was talking about how I use Todoist, um, that you, there was some intrigue on your part in terms of like, do you use that retrospectively to look back and figure out what are the things that you've done? And that's what this is about for you. What, uh, what's the, what's the goal with being able to look back on the things that you've been doing? Uh, mostly like exactly that to just look back and have some kind of, um, you know, some kind of log of what happened. 
mm-hmm. the most often um, usages, I guess, of it, or the things that I would use it more often, uh, would be, you know, doing the stand-up, for example, like knowing what I did yesterday, right? Um, that's easy enough. Um, but then I found that sometimes I end up trying to remember what I did by like looking at my photos or whatever, you know, um, or just kind of finding other ways to remember what I did specific mm-hmm. days or specific like weeks or whatever. Um, and I feel like there's not enough data for me about me, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I thought having some easy way to do this will give me um, the data that I need. And then I can see, you know, am I using this for everything? Am I using this just for yesterday? Am I using sure. this to generate something else? Um, yeah. Does that make sense? I think so. I think, I think what I'm hearing is that like you, you aren't really sure what you want to do with it until you actually see what the data is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I know that I need, you know, a little bit from yesterday and a little bit from days here and there, but mm-hmm. I feel like having more would be nice um, yeah. to, to look back at. Um, but yeah, it feels like maybe, maybe that's part of the reason why I haven't done it yet because I, like, I don't have a specific goal or need or, you know, thing to do with this data, even though I know that I want it. <laughs> um, so then having, you know, to spend a lot of effort to just record this um, in hopes that it will be used makes it harder. And if I have it really, really easy to document this or ideally automated, you know, um, mm-hmm. then I don't need to do anything. It's just there. And then I can use it or not use it if I if I feel like it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So that sounds like something that um, I look forward to in the future, where you have kind of figured out a little bit and <laughs> yeah, written some amazing tool to collect all of it because that seems like the kind of thing that you'll end up doing. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. Is there anything that you could tell me about? Um, times that like all of these things have failed you or maybe on the Mm. contrary, like it's been a huge success. And the reason that it was successful for you was because you were, you you were using this tool or this like practice or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, I guess, um, yeah, we can start with the first question, which I think is nice. So yeah, I did try to think (laughs) about this about, you know, times where my systems failed me or that just made it, you know, not work well. Um, I feel like, I guess one quick one that I can talk about is related to all the to-do stuff. Um, so before um, using things, uh, the application I used, another one that was called the hit list, just uh, another one. Hmm. Um, and it was great. I really liked it. It had everything I needed. Um, and then at some point, I don't remember why I, I had to stop using, maybe it was just not updated anymore. Maybe it didn't work anymore. I don't remember exactly why, um, mm-hmm. but I had to just find an alternative, right? So I found another one. Um, and then I ended up not moving anything <laughs> from the old <laughs> one to the new one. 
um, because I I just had uh, you know I had it in my mind that like at some point one day I will just move everything and then I just <laughs> never did and then I had this application no more and then I just left <laughs> like I just lost all this uh, data or yeah. to do's or notes or whatever and that's you know that's one way I guess that my my lack of use of systems failed me, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. That's like, that's like a story about not owning your own data too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, to be honest, yeah, with things, I'm not sure this is <laughs> improved for me but because uh, <laughs> it's still in the cloud or whatever, but uh, might be a good thing to just check for me. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, another one that I have that's uh, kind of a recent example, and I have <laughs> had the conversation about this with my brother as well, is that I don't know if you can call it my system, but I really like using betas or like unreleased or early release, blah, blah, sure. uh, software. So one thing, um, you know, I, I use Firefox. I use Firefox beta for a long time. Um, and one day last week or the week before, it would just not load anything. Oh, <laughs> no. like, hmm, that's interesting. Then I, you know, I open up Chrome, I open up Safari, and they both work. And then go back to Firefox, and nothing was working. I was like, hmm, that's uh, strange. I load up normal Firefox, and it was working. Um, and that made me very sad because <laughs> that meant that I had to not use the beta for a little bit. Yeah. But I was so stubborn that I didn't want to use the regular one, <laughs> that I just <laughs> looked for alternative browsers <laughs> first um, and then ended up finding another one called Waterfox, um, which <laughs> okay. is just a clone of Firefox. And I, uh, but it, has, um, it allows you to add Chrome extensions as well. Uh, oh, that's and they have removed some of the junk, like, uh, you know, the pocket and uh, some other Mozilla stuff. So I was like, oh, sure. maybe that's even better. Um, and then I used that. And for a few days, it was great. And then one day, Google was not loading. <laughs> More specific, <laughs> like not nothing, but like Google. And then I tried, you know, again, all the other stuff. And they yeah. were working. And I was like, okay, then I guess, <laughs> I guess this is it. I'm not using any browser anymore. <laughs> and then I, uh, the last step was to update the Firefox beta. Um, and thankfully they had fixed the issue <laughs> that I had before. So everything was working again on Firefox beta. And then I started using Firefox beta again. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I guess that's one, one way again that they kind of, showed that they're not working maybe well, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's my choice. So that's, well, you, I mean, you got to go like have this experience with this new browser yeah. that you wouldn't have had if Firefox beta had worked the entire that's time. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Um, cool. And then, oh yeah. Yeah. What was the other one? Something that worked well, right? Things that have, yeah. Where it's been like a success story. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know, for this one, I feel like, you know, there's a, it's a success, like every day that I don't have to think about my systems, right? Mm, <laughs> I feel like this yeah. is probably the best example. Like, I, know, I have, I have this script, uh, that I have named OX. So I just hit OX and, uh, in my terminal and it opens up the, um, the closest Xcode project file, <laughs> a very specific nice. thing, but I just use it so often. 
uh, and it would take me, you know, 30 seconds to do it every time. Um, but I was like, no more. <laughs> you know? yeah. I just made a script of like 10 lines and now it does it and it works great. And I feel like every time I use it, I get like the satisfaction of, you know, how this gets, it doesn't get better, any better, you know? Um, and I feel like, yeah, this is kind of the, the success stories, I guess, when it works and you're like, yeah, I need to change nothing. That's uh, kind of like that XKCD comic that you were talking about earlier. Um, mm. How many times you do it versus yeah. how much time does it take you to do each one? versus how much time does it take to automate it but like those those simple little like aliases in your terminal that mm. save you from typing three lines instead of one um, yeah. those are amazing even even if you only do them because i think they also pay off on the other mm-hmm. end where like you never do them um and so you don't <laughs> remember what the three commands are that you need to do but uh, but then right. i just do like you know like console prod which I never connect to the production console, but when I do it once a month or whatever, I just have that it's and that, it does it for yeah. me. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. For sure, I've definitely used some of those and I feel like this specific one is, has definitely paid off, you know, <laughs> paid off yeah. in, in time. Maybe just a few minutes, but it is there. <laughs> cool. Um, Pablos, are there any things here that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to talk about? Mm, I don't... So, yeah, no, I think we talked about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Excellent. the list, you know, <laughs> has more, but I feel like everything is kind of tying in with what we talked about uh, yeah. in one way or the other. <laughs> While I was looking at the notes here, <laughs> I read one sentence I had, which was funny, and about the keyboard, because I wrote a bunch about the keyboard. <laughs> but one of the things was that I, my fingers know where things are, but when I need to find them, like my brain doesn't know. <laughs> um, and that was just like a funny thing, because you know, when I need to put a parenthesis, like I know where it is when I'm typing, but if you know someone comes to my keyboard and, and is like, where's the parenthesis? I have like, I, I need to think for four seconds, you know? And be like, okay, hit this and like hit probably that one. <laughs> so, yeah, Anyway, I love that. It's all, it's like pure muscle memory. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Cause I do yeah. always struggle when I'm, when I use a different keyboard. Um, mm. and I, I do, I not necessarily like hit slash when I d- shouldn't, but like, I'm like hitting a key or trying to reach a key and I'm like, Nope, that's not it. Where is it? Mm. Uh, and that is frustrating. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. All right, Pavlos. Thanks for hanging out. Um, this was awesome. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was cool. Yeah. See you, see you. Thanks for listening to another episode of a developer experience podcast. Thanks to my guest, Pavlos Vinieratos. You can find him just about anywhere on the internet under the username pvinis. That's P-V-I-N-I-S. If you like the show, support it at the podcast home, anchor.fm slash a hyphen developer hyphen experience. I'm Steve Hicks. Check stephenhicks.me slash where to find me on the internet. Take care, friends.